Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement to start our week. We're ready for Psalm 104, which, like last week, starts with and ends with that precious phrase, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And it's really just a psalm about praising God and pointing out all the magnificent things that he's done. And so uh, that's what that psalm is going to be about today, uh, mostly about praise. And then we're also going to be reading First Peter, and we're ready for chapter 2. And there's a lot of wisdom that Peter has to give um, on many different subjects. So we will be taking a look at that. That is what is on the agenda for today. Probably not a super long podcast. Um, we're just going to dig right in and let the word speak for itself. And I'll give some commentary if I feel that it's necessary. So open up your hearts and let's have a look at what God would say to us this morning. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire. Who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever. Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke, at thy rebuke they fled. And the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they may turn not again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the valleys which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and the herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil that maketh his face to shine, and bread which stretches, strengthens men's hearts. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon which he hath planted. Where the birds make their nest as for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons, the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, and it is night wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. 
The sun arises, they gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth unto his work and his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea wherein are, cre- wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beast. There go the ships, there is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to play therein. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Thou givest them, they gather, thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to the dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. And thou renewest the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He touches the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. And that, my friends, is Psalm 104. It ends with that phrase, Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Really a common thought process and a a common request and a common prayer uh, throughout the scriptures. You have Judges 5.31 that says, So let all thy enemies perish, O Lord. But let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 22. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors be rooted out. Psalm 73. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. Let God arise, Psalm 68 says, and let his enemies be scattered, and let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away, as wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. There's many, many more. The righteous are going to inherit the earth. Those who love God are going to inherit the earth. And there's a day coming when the wicked are going to be rooted out. And those who have not trusted in Messiah, whose sins are not covered by the blood of the Lamb, will be sent to eternal judgment. Let's move on. Let's take a look and see what kind of wisdom we can glean today. From Peter, we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 2 today, King James Bible. Let's have a look. 
verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also, it is contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and that he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And to you therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made a head cornerstone. Let's stop for a second. I think I just found it interesting that Peter talks about the believer and how he's precious and then goes to the other side and doesn't call them unbelievers. He calls them disobedient. You see, in Peter's mind, it seems that the believer and obedience go hand in hand, whereas disbelief and disobedience go hand in hand, which would be correct. Actions matter. Why? Because they demonstrate what we truly believe. Let me read that verse again. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made a head cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. Even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they are were appointed. But you, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not people, but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Having your conversations honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works. They may, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Let's read that again. He's saying the way you live out your life in front of others, right, is important. Having your conversation. Well, actually, you need to go back to verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the flesh, which war against the soul. Having your conversations honest among the Gentiles. Why? That, whereas they speak evil against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Verse 13, Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be the king 
as a supreme, or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praises of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that, we, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Peter's saying, look, you need to be good subordinates to those who are in charge. Because you're representing God. Right? As free and not using your liberty for the cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Servants, be subject to your master with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also the froward. Peter's making this point again. It's a tough one for us to swallow. He's saying, be subject to your masters. This could be like your boss at work, right? With all fear, not only the good ones, not only the ones who are kind and gentle, but even the froward. And you know the word froward in the King James means perverse. For this is thanksworthy, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. He's saying there's blessing for those who suffer wrongfully, right? For what glory is it, if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? In other words, look, there's no reward, there's no blessing if you are being punished, but it's because you're doing wrong, right? But God does see and takes note when you do the right thing, when you do the God-honoring thing, when you let yourself be subject to your master, representing God, and then you're wrongfully mistreated. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Verse 21. For even hereunto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self bear our sins. In his own body. On the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were sheep going astray. But are now returned unto the shepherd. And the bishop of your souls. And that is the end of chapter 2. Peter's saying there's a way to live your life. Live it in such a way that honors God. Be an example to those around you, even the unbelievers. Be an example unto them, even when they're saying mean things about you, even when they're mistreating you. That way they will see your good works and then they, and then they will glorify God at His appearing. He's saying there's nothing good to come from you acting out and then being persecuted because you didn't act right. 
But God does honor it when you're mistreated for doing what is right. He says, if you, he says, if you're, let's read that again. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted of your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. He says, honor all men, love the brotherhood. He's talking about your fellow brothers and sisters in faith. Man, this is something that's lacking. It's really, really lacking. There's a really a huge lack of love for the brotherhood. Everyone's just out for themselves. This might be the most selfish and self-centered generation, even amongst the church, to ever live on the face of the earth. It's a shame. People are concerned with one thing, themselves, their lives. Not the brotherhood as a whole. Not the body as a whole. You are a chosen generation, Peter says. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in times past were not a people, but now the people of God. Which have not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Let me just read these last, read verses 11 and 12 again. Let them sink in. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Having your conversations honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of his visitation. I pray that the word of God has spoken to you this morning and pierced your souls and caused you to draw all the more near to him and to his son, Jesus Christ. If you're being blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting it. ScriptureandProphecy.com. There's a support and donate tab. You can become a monthly Patreon, or there's PayPal, or there is the post office box. Your prayers are also very coveted and much needed. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless. <laughs>